Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rockcast number four. Today is June 28th, 2021. My name is Rockman Blake. I hope you're having fun. Today's tune is called uh, Cuddle Monster, and I'll play the rest of it for you later. But uh, let's get into the show. How was your Yanni Pive? You have no idea what that is, probably. Yanni Pive is the Midsummer Nights celebration here all the way in Estonia, which is next to Russia, nestled right south of Finland. And they celebrate the longest day of the year uh, by burning shit, <laughs> like bonfires, stuff like that. And it was pretty cool. I went with my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend and I, I went with my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend and I went to uh, a house party first to celebrate Yanni Pive. I realized on the way to this house party that I just don't know how to relax. Like you forgot, if you work all week, you kind of just forget how to relax sometimes. You forget how to just cut loose. You're just so wired and just looking for that hit, you know, keep refreshing your email. Did I get something? Did I get something? You forget how to relax. And I thought it'd be easy going to this house party, but I just wasn't in, you know, talkative mood yet. And then you show up as a group and you show up at the, in the middle of the house party and then you kind of have to get introduced. And then the person that introduces you, they go through the line and you're waiting for your turn and you know, there's, they're going to fuck it up. And then the person that introduces me, she's like, he's a comedian. And everyone's eyes shoot up like, Oh, oh, oh that is a joke. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not drunk enough yet. And I don't even drink. So it was always awkward when you first walk into a party. But then, you know, everyone kind of finds a different person to talk to. You know how it is. This one was a pool party. And there's, like, kids running around and the bonfires going and there's, there's grilling and whatnot. It was BYOB, which is kind of nice. And it was Estonian style because the, the woman that organized the party, she's like, okay, you can uh, bring the food that, that you want um, because we don't have any here for you. So bring what you want and then there's a grill and then you can grill it yourself. <laughs> it's like... Typical Estonian, you can come and you can do your own work. All right, everyone for themselves. Very individualistic country. People are quite self reliant and uh, and are adept at taking care of themselves to the point where it's like you have a house party. It's like, yeah, there's a grill, <laughs> turn it on yourself, grill your own meat. So I was standing around this grill outside by the pool, grilling the meat. And there's a lot of expats there, which is nice. Um, and the Estonians kind of just stayed with the Estonians, the expats huddled with the expats. And uh, and it was cool to finally meet some expats for the first time because I've just been hanging out with Estonians. And it was nice to hear that other people are also uh, suffering in a kind of a way. Finding this place a bit strange and weird, uh, but still, you know, still enjoy. It's an abusive relationship, Estonia, really. I was talking to this German guy, and he's like, yeah, it's it's been tough even for me. <laughs> I guess that's meaning like even for a white guy. <laughs> So that kind of slipped out of his mouth. Yeah, it's tough even for me. It's been kind of difficult, you know, but uh, I've been just, I'm adjusting my Estonian wife. Uh, she helps me learn Estonian. It's its quite difficult. But, um, oh, I have to go. It's 6.28 and the game is starting soon. And then he just leaves the conversation and he runs to the TV. And he sat there for the rest of the night watching Germany uh, play Hungary in Euro Cup. It was such a European party. It was pretty funny. I just love the fact that he just left. He's like, I'm gone. It's, I sense that. The, I don't even think he looked at his watch. He's like, it's 6.28 and 30 seconds. I know. And I'm going to watch the game right now. And then he bounced and watched TV. So my girlfriend and I, we went into the sauna. And there was a sauna in this, uh, it's basically a sauna house right next to the pool. We roll in there and uh, um, I went in completely nude. She had her top on. 
and I'm thinking it's just us in the sauna, you know. And I go to put uh, some water on the rocks because, you know, I like my sauna hot. And this child runs into the sauna. And I'm just standing there to dick out. And I felt so uncomfortable, especially as an American. You're just not, the Americans don't have that comfort level with nakedness that Europeans seem to just be completely fine with. And the kid didn't even blink. He just runs and sits down right in my spot. And I, I didn't say anything. I just sat on the other side of the sauna. I was like, it's all good. I was like, <laughs> I was like don't don't look at me. Just don't tell your parents. I don't know what's if this is wrong or any etiquette. And he was completely fine. And the kid, he was in grade, in fifth grade, and his English was impeccable. It was so good. Much better than my Estonian, um, which I kind of felt jealous about. And uh, anyway, so I'm chatting to this kid and I'm completely nude. This is definitely a first for me. I felt extremely uncomfortable. I just smashed my legs together. You, you couldn't even tell that I probably had a dick and balls. It was like just holding my legs together so tight. Didn't want, I don't know what the rules are. I'm not breaking any of them. I didn't know he was coming in the sauna, but apparently it's okay. You just go in the sauna's naked here and, and it's no big deal. Um, so I dodged a bullet there. Didn't end up on the list or anything. Didn't break any social etiquette, apparently. I think I'm okay. Uh, but we got a nice hot sauna in. And then it's time to really start our vacation. We end up renting a car and driving down to this coastal city called Parno. And that's Parno for you Americans. And Parno is like one of two kind of beach cities that are right popping in the summer here in Estonia. Small country, but um, they do have their beach getaways. And I uh, wrote the Parno, staying at the Airbnb, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Is it self-checking, or do we have to talk to someone? And we have to talk to someone. But it was her colleague, who's an interior architect, and he designed the place, which is a former garage that his grandma, or his, his, grandma, his wife's uh, mother lives in, up above. And they remodeled this garage, and this thing, when we walked inside, looks like it was straight out of a magazine. Everything was just perfectly ornate, ordered, color-coded, beautiful, had black, white with Nordic wood finishes, the counter, the kitchen, pristine white, and then you had the, the black lights overhead, and you click them three times, and they turn on dim with this little ring of light that goes around the edge. Oh, so sexy. Even the books were properly color-coded on the bookshelf. Had a nice little black air conditioning unit with a black wall as well, TV right below it. Two bedrooms, a terrace outside, and we were out there doing yoga in the morning. Full garden with blooming red roses. And then out in the front, same thing, an area for you to sit. Red roses everywhere. It's just so beautiful. It was amazing. I wanted to cry. I had so much fun there. But still kept checking my phone all the time because I don't know how to unwind as a millennial. So you know what I did? I downloaded this app where you can stop checking your phone. And what you do is it's called forest or whatever. And then you plant a tree. And if you don't touch your phone for whatever amount of time you set, your uh, the tree grows. But if you touch your phone, the tree dies. So, you know, you don't want to be killing trees. Um, so I had to just plant a tree on my phone and then... You know, just go be romantic and have a good time. Go to give my girlfriend a kiss. Um, but I was so busy, you know, checking my phone and everything like that, that she's kind of gotten used to me just kissing her uh, on the forehead. <laughs> and But I wanted to give her a kiss on the mouth because I'm trying to be in the moment. And so I kind of quickly, like, reach over, and then I go to kiss her 
in the mouth, but then she just lowers her forehead for the forehead kiss, and then she headbutted me, and um, that is, I think that was just a sign that I really need to put my phone away. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're going in for the forehead? Here's the, and she just, boom, by mistake, of course. I felt like an idiot. Put away the phone finally, and then we did a sauna session. Proper, just us two. No children walking in to headbutt my dick. Uh, go into the sauna, and it was scorching hot because it was a small room but like same size regular sauna and we're in there just sweating it out she's such a patient girl she's teach she teaches me estonian and always like the cutest most childish ways as well like she reads children's books to me which makes me feel like a four-year-old i kind of get pissed a little bit but then she's so patient like i'm a four-year-old and she's teaching me how to sing she's like i have a song for you to learn here you go Sep which means blacksmith working and so she's singing me teaching me estonian culture showing me around estonia which is making me fall in love with this place even more because i kind of want to leave sometimes um but i'm staying though you know despite uh despite the racism <laughs> but it's fun walking around though holding hands occasional glare by people but most people just go about their day weather's nice walking around the uh the one sh- the one road in Parno that's popular. There's just one. And uh, it kind of goes right to the beach. And you can see Estonians having fun, having a good time. Your average Estonian couple sort of looks like this. You have the woman dressed in like a beautiful white summer dress, perfectly done. Hair, heels, looking great. Pushing a baby stroller. And then a dude who's got a gut with a tight t-shirt on. Buzz cut, flip-flops. Looks more like a bouncer than he does a boyfriend or a husband. But uh, he's got himself a fine-ass lady. They just say, uh, you know, I just think the, the average Estonian's mentality is, fuck it. That's how I feel like. Like They just kind of just say, it's just feel like, eh, fuck it. Fuck it. I don't care what you think about me. Fuck it. Even the way they kind of decorate their houses, like we're looking at apartments to buy, and not the apartment, not the Airbnb we're staying in, but people will buy their apartments they're like fuck it i don't care i want the lime green wall with the pink blue curtains and then purple wallpaper fuck it i don't care what you think about me they really don't give a fuck that's kind of why i like this place fuck it but you start to think like that you know when the sun doesn't set that's what yanni pipe is celebrating the sun barely setting 11 p.m or don't no, it's like at 12 p.m the sun finally set and uh and it doesn't really set set you can still kind of see it over the horizon still light outside light enough for us to go and do a uh late night photo shoot on the beach which was so much fun finally felt relaxed you know took my phone out i had to kill the tree just to do the photo shoot and we snapped some photos enjoyed yanni bive walked back holding hands getting bit by mosquitoes every step of the way but was still happy, you know. Yanni Pipe. I've never celebrated Midsummer Midsummer's Night. That was the first time. Did Estonian style. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> so then, drove back to Tallinn, which is the capital of Estonia, where I'm staying. And uh, this is the next day. And at night, we decided to stay up and binge because we're still on vacation. Some Netflix. Haven't done it in a while. Some couple stuff, you know. Watched Katla, which is on Netflix, which is has to be the f- 
freaking darkest series I've ever watched. It was dark. Set in Iceland. Nordic noir is a genre that is just fascinating to me. Because I'm watching this and it's like eight episodes and it just draws you in. Because the Nordic actors are so good at acting with no emotion. Like no expressions on their face, really. Not like dramatic ones like you see in Italian films or, you know, any African films. Just like these, these stoic kind of like reactions to the most horrid shit that's happening around them. Spoiler alert. Um, go watch it first or just turn this off. But Katla is about um, volcano erupting and then people start seeing their, their duplicates, their doppelgangers will just show up covered in ash. And then the whole series is about people just dealing with a copy of themselves showing up in their life and, you know, making things uncomfortable because there's someone who's, who is exactly you that came from the ashes and you have to deal with that. You can only have this series based in a Nordic country where it's like, they're like, oh, that is strange. Someone who is exactly me. Okay. How about I talk to them? Hello, what are you doing here? Would never happen anywhere else. But there's just <laughs> no emotions. What may I ask, what are you doing here? Me? And um at the end of this eight episode binge, we did over two days, but we hadn't watched the last one. There's this scene. Basically, at the end, everyone's gotta deal with their doppelganger in some way or another. And um, these parents had a child that they thought died but came back to life. And they had to deal with that because the child, when it came back, was uh, even more homicidal than it was when it was alive. It was a bad kid, was like getting into trouble and stuff. But then they didn't know how to deal with it. So they decided to kill their own child, which was not their actual child, but was the, the, the double now you got to understand, this is like Nordic noir style. So this little kid, they're in the car discussing what they're going to do in Icelandic, which is like, however it sounds. And they're like, it's not our son. We have to kill him. And she's like, okay. There's nothing funny about this, by the way. It's not shot in like an ironic way. Just very serious, very Nordic, no emotions, serious, dramatic. So they take off their shoes <laughs> to walk to the beach because the kids playing in the sand in the cold winter on the black volcanic sand. And the kid who just killed two people, by the way, earlier, is building a sandcastle now. And they walk over and, and the kid says, let's go into the water. It's not that cold. And they're like, yes, son. So they both grab him, one arm each, and they're walking into this ice cold water barefoot and then they get about waist high and the kid knows something is wrong he starts to fight he's like let go of me let go of me the kid that killed two people by the way so he's dangerous don't feel bad for the kid he's like let go of me let go of me <laughs> and one thing i've always thought is that i one thing i always thought is that they never show a kid getting killed in a movie you never see a kid really getting killed in a movie it's rare for a kid to see a kid get killed in a movie but not nordic noir oh no i don't know what it is but maybe because 
the reaction to everything is just kind of so stoic that you need something so fucked up to actually give these people a reaction. And they still didn't even have one. But I did. Because these parrots, wearing their sweaters in this ice-cold water, look at one another while they're holding their kid by the neck, deciding whether or not to drown him. And they looked at each other, kind of agreed with a head nod, lifted his kid up, and dunked him right into the cold ocean. And the camera doesn't cut away. It doesn't cut away. It shows you the full thing. And I was like, this is the most off-the-wall, shocking, just horrifying shit I've ever... It was so horrifying, it was funny. I was like, there's no way they're going to show it like this. And then sure enough, boom! It sent this face into the water. And then they cut underneath the water to show you this kid's face, this evil kid's face. And they're holding him under there. He's struggling. And they cut back up to the parrots. And they're just straight-faced, holding him under the water. No tears. None of that. No, no. Not in Nordic Noir. Hell no. And the kid is gone. Um, my reaction was just shock, disbelief, laughing, and crying all at the same time. It was a laugh, cry, shout. I was like, ah! that's what it sounded like. That was it for about a half an hour afterwards. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. But then I realized in the end, you know what? I had a vacation. It was a dramatic one, up and down and all around, but it was quite a northern European one, I tell you. That's what happens. When the sun doesn't set, weird things start to happen. It's the folklore. You must learn these things. Hot sun, north, ignore, little children. The, I guess the theme of this episode is small boys. <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, but, you know, small murderous boys. Obviously, uh, killing small children is a terrible thing. And no one should do it. But that's what happens, you know. I hope I don't die by getting killed by a little boy. Knock on wood. Apparently, did you know knock on wood? That exists in other cultures. In Estonia, it's not knock on wood. It's spit over your left shoulder three times. Which is very specific for an Estonian. Spit over your left shoulder three times. Not your right shoulder. And not one time. Three times over the left shoulder. Very fast. <laughs> I think that was two. Was that three? There we go. I don't want to knock on wood. I don't want to get killed by a little boy. <laughs> anyway, well, we went to sleep, girlfriend and I, and we cuddled. And we passed out. But she has the body temperature of a bear. She runs quite hot, so cuddling only lasts for a minute. Anyway, that's what uh, inspired... <laughs> This final song. This song for you guys. Uh, okay, I hope you enjoy. This is my first time performing it. You know, sometimes you are uh, falling asleep after you spend uh, a little bit of love time with one that you like. And then she passes out. And you realize, oh no, she's fast asleep. But my arm is pinned underneath I'm trying to pull it but she's holding tight I guess I'm stuck like this tonight Her eyes wide shut What we did was hot But I'm stuck sleeping in the wet spot 
Minutes ago you looked like an angel But now you're a demon from this angle I can't fall asleep It's nothing personal But get the fuck off of me You know I love you But she stole the sheets It's nothing personal But get the fuck off of me I can't fall asleep She's so small How is she so warm It's like cuddling the sun And now she's snoring Like a drunk pug That snorted A gram of asbestos It's nothing personal Get the fuck off of me So many pillows None are comfortable Get the fuck off of me So I can sleep But I love you so I'll just pass out with the arm that's dead Hopefully I'll wake up in the middle of the bed And you'll be gone At least to your side Get the fuck off of me So I can sleep Oh, You know I love you though, darling Anyway, that's the end of the episode I'll see you next time Take care. Bye. Happy Yanni Pive. Yanni Pive. Hmm. Get the fuck off of me. Oh, get the fuck off of me.